This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome again to Game Bet and Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and as per usual, I'm joined by my right-hand man, tennis betting journalist from the UK, Mr. Sean Calvert. Sean, another busy week of tennis, another week closer to the US Open in Flushing Meadow, and another week where it's been absolutely boiling in London. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's actually hotter here than it was in Montreal, wasn't it? It was, <laughs> it, was, it was. We had a bit of a wet old week, didn't we, in Montreal? It wasn't. It wasn't glorious, was it? And um, but we, we, on the outrights last week, we were unlucky again. We, we had a, we had some great ideas, didn't we? Medvedev um, to get beat by Kyrgios, and then Kyrgios to fade later in the tournament. That happened. Unfortunately, the guy that the guys that we took, they didn't they didn't take advantage. I think I was a little bit unlucky on Bautista because he was he was playing well against Casper Ruud. He should have beaten him in straight sets. Didn't. Lost, uh, lost the second set on a tie break, um, and then the rain came. And after the after the rain, Rude, he, he said after the match, it really helped me. I got my energy back, and he played really positively and, and won the final set. So I thought that was a bit unlucky there. And Felix again, just he just he was brilliant it in Montreal. Was brilliant, but he was brilliant the, the match before. It yeah, it just got brilliant. to him, didn't it? Again, he yeah. just he didn't he didn't play at all. But you say that. Hang on, let's say that you say we didn't do well on. The, we, we've got a finalist on the women's section. Simona Halep, she's okay. through to, yeah, Simona Halep was my tip <laughs> on the women's draw in uh, Toronto in the Canadian. And she's through okay. to the final tonight. She was 12 to 1. And she's now, what, the final's going to be kicking off in about half an hour time. So about 1.30 Eastern time. This match is being, we're recorded about 1 o'clock Eastern time. And she okay. starts with a minus 155 favourite. So, well, there we are then. Yeah, there you go. See, see, well, not that bad. You're, you're on the women's, you know, I'm, I've, I've got my work cut out just with the men. I can't, I can't do two things at once. Well, okay, I'll leave it at that. Comments, if you just joined the podcast, <laughs> there, this is a tennis podcast. But let me, uh, <laughs> let's move on to this week. And uh, it's a big tournament. It's the Western Southern Open, both men's and women's. Sean will be concentrating more on the men's side, and I'll give you some thoughts on the women's as we go on. But all the big guns are in action in Cincinnati. Daniel Medvedev uh, is the favorite. Obviously, no, but Djokovic can't play for, for reasons that we know. Um, he's the number one seed. It marks the return of Rafael Nadal, who's the number two seed. Carlos Alcaraz is number three. And Stefanos Tsitsipas, who was very disappointing last week, is the number four seed. So it's a very, very top loaded ATP 1000 event. Uh, look at the previous winners. Zverev is the defending champion. He can't play. Djokovic won it in 2020. In 2019, it was Medvedev who made his real breakthrough on the men's tour with the win there. Djokovic again in 2018 yeah. as well. So big names have dominated it. Uh, let's look at the betting before we go on to the conditions. Daniel Medvedev is the favourite at plus $4. Nadal is four fifty. Alcaraz is 5 uh, Kyrgios is 650. Definitely one to favor me, Kyrgios, this week. I can't see why he's 650. A uh, Sinner 14, Berrettini 18, Sitsipas 18, and 25 to 1 outside those players. Uh, before we go on to your picks, uh, Sean, what are the uh, the conditions going to be like this week? And what are the conditions going to be facing the players in Cincinnati? 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit quicker this week than it was last week in um, in Montreal. I think the thing, which, you know, at the risk of sounding boring, we have to look at the weather forecast. I know I mention this every week, but... Well, it's important, we, isn't it? I mean, you know, people who've come onto this podcast won't know how important the weather is in tennis. I think it's probably the most key thing for the conditions mm. and, and the court speed. So it's very, very important that we talk about the weather. Okay, well, the first thing to note, just a slight notice, a slight thing to note, is, is there is a slight bit of altitude here. It's about 238 metres. It's not, it's not massive but it's enough to make it the ball fly through the air just a little bit quicker than, than we saw in Montreal. It's a lay cold surface. Uh, used to be a deco turf. They replaced it uh, a couple of years ago. There's only been one Cincinnati Masters played so far on the lake hole. That was last year. Um, it Average holds about around, also serve around about 81%, but the uh, tie breaks average about 40%. The, the thing that I want to mention really is the, um, is, is this thing about the weather because the, the, the court pace, in, court pace index, which is how you measure how quick a court is. Uh, center court was measured at 43 on a sunny day last year in Cincinnati. And that's quite quick, but they measured the same court again, a couple of days later. And it was uh, 38 because it wasn't sunny. It was kind of rainy. So that's, that's quite a big difference. 43 is pretty quick. 38 is kind of medium quick. So it, it does make a bit of a difference in, um, in, in the playing conditions. These Wilson open, uh, Wilson U S open balls as well, which, which normally fly pretty quick. Uh, so since he's normally been a place where the attacking players can can do well. People like Dimitrov and Chilic have won here. Kyrgios made the final. Uh, Raonic made the final. Um, hundreds won a couple of years ago. Uh, so it's for me when I, when I think of Cincinnati and Federer used to always play well in Cincinnati. Conditions suited Federer. Federer's attacking game pretty well as well. So when I think of Cincinnati, I think of big servers, big hitters, attacking players. Those are the kind of guys that I want to have on my side this week. Okay, so let's have a look at the draw. Medvedev is the number one seed, as we said. He's in a section of the draw with Rublev. Uh, Sitsapas and Herc has it, and Berrettini in that top half. In the bottom half, probably a little bit weaker. Kasper Ruud, Nori, Cilic, Alcaraz, Auger Alassim, Sinner. Very disappointed last week, Sinner. Batista yeah. Agut and Nadal, who's a bit of an unknown uh, on his return back uh, from another layoff. Um, what are you liking in that top half of the draw? I think the first thing to look at in this draw is it's another, it's another difficult one for Medvedev, isn't it? Um, you look in this first quarter. I think his his first match could be uh, could be against Cressy, who uh, if you saw that if you saw the Medvedev against Kyrgios match last week, Kyrgios just basically employed all out serve and volley uh, eventually, and it, it it paid off for him. Because one thing Medvedev doesn't like it's coming up to the net. He's great if side to side, you know, he moves great side to side, hits it hits well on the move side to side, great. But bring him up to the net, he doesn't like it. And Kyrgios is, you know, he's clever. He, he's one of the most, he's one of the cleverest players in the game to, to, to work out what opponents don't like and how to beat them. And he did it really well against Medvedev. He just, Medvedev just didn't like it. Cressy played him actually at the Australian Open earlier on this year and it went to a long four sets, uh, two of which were tie breaks, one of which was 7-5. So f- coming from Montreal uh, to Cincinnati, as I say, it's got a little bit of altitude. And your first match is against Cressy. I think... It might not be because it's van der Zandtrup against Cressy in the first round, but if Cressy gets through that, I think that would be tough for Medvedev. And the other guys in this draw, you've got Tommy Paul, who played so well last week, Brooksby, who's been playing really well, um, Shapovalov, who's due a return to form at some point, Dimitrov, who's won here before, and he beat Medvedev uh, the last time he played him, uh, I think, as well. Taylor Fritz, Kyrgios, and Rublev. And they're all in, they're all in the first quarter. You know, I don't know whether you can pick a winner from that quarter, but... I don't particularly fancy it. I certainly wouldn't be back in Medvedev at four to one. No. Um, so it, it just, it just, it's just danger. His draw could be Cressy, 
Dimitrov. Um, it, could, it could be Fritz, or it could be Kyrgios. It could be Fritz, Kyrgios, or Rublev. Mm. Or well, get... as well. Herkas has been form as well when he gets to the final of the... Uh... Well, yeah, that would be later. He's in the second quarter, isn't he? But um, that, that's just to get to the quarterfinals. That's even mm. before we bring in the, the guys in the second quarter. Uh, so for me, I think, I think in this top, this top half of the draw, I think Sitsipas has got the best of the draw by, by some distance. I know he would probably have to play Medvedev, possibly have to play Medvedev or, or, or somebody else of that ilk, Rublev, Kyrgios, maybe in the semi-finals, but we're not sure who's going to get through that first quarter. I, I just think uh, Sitsipas has got a, a much more favourable draw than anybody else. He's got her cash. But he could be exhausted, he, couldn't he? he? He could be, and history tells us um, that it's very difficult for players to win the Canada Masters and then Cincinnati. The last guy to do it was Nadal in 2013. Uh, it's very rarely done because it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's just a tough ask. Winning, winning any Masters back-to-back is very, very difficult. Um, so I think her catch is going to be um, a little bit fatigued. Um, so I just think it's a pass. 18 to 1. Uh, he made the semi-finals here last year, lost in a, a final set tiebreak in, um, in the semis to Zverev, who was the eventual champion. Also made the semi-finals uh, when this was played in um, New York in 2020, because it wasn't played here, was it, in 2020? They moved it to, to, um, to New York. He made the semi-finals there. So I just think Sitsipas is, is, the, is the one that stands out to me in the top half of the draw. If you look at his draw, obviously he didn't play at all well last week, so we need a massive improvement on that. But it, that's reflected in the price. The odds are 18 to 1. Well, that's the Rivers. same with Hercash, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, Hercash, I said, if you remember the Washington preview that we did, I said I didn't fancy Hercash for Washington, but I did quite fancy him further on down the line in either Canada or Cincy. Lost in the first round in Washington, made the final the very next week. So that, 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 that in itself shows that it can be done. You know, you're not, just because you lose your first match at the hardcore swing doesn't mean you're going to bomb out the, the second week. So... I, I don't really regard Sitsipas losing in the first round as a massive problem. If you if you look at his draw, I mean, it's been quite favourable to him because the second round, he may be playing Dan Evans, who's just come through an epic He'll be shattered. run. He'll be shattered. That, that match against uh, uh, Karina Buster was an exhausting, long, high-tempo game, very good standard tennis. So he's going to be and actually gutted. And he played gutted. DC as well, didn't he? Yeah, he played DC. And then he's got Hercast in that draw is also going to be absolutely shattered if he's into the final. And then he's got Berrettini, who's clearly out of form as well and probably not fit. So, um, Tsitsipas if through Berrettini gets that far, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got TFO in the first round. That's not a gimme, yeah. So, he's got a fair, fairly reasonable quarter of the draw, uh, to get through to progress to the semi finals. I and mean, we hopefully we can get Medvedev beat along the route. And given the given the uh, quality of the, the opponent that stands in his way, that that could likely be happening. The thing is, though, yeah. when you look at this draw, you know, we, we're looking at Tsitsipas in the top half, it's clear to me that the va- the, the, the weaker section is then in that bottom half. So, uh, for it some, is, e- yes. some each way potential. So, and, and especially, yeah. I, th- I feel that third quarter is particularly weak. Um, yeah, I've got one in there, yeah. Yeah, so have I. But so you're not, we're going to have a different <laughs> one. I know we are. But uh, okay. which, uh, where are you looking in that third quarter? Well, I think, I think like you say, there's, there's, there's question marks over Rude and Alcaraz. Rude's had a long week. Uh, in Montreal, and as I said, I don't, I don't really like his style of play. The, the, the players that play like he does in Cincinnati, I much prefer an attacking player. Did, did you see what Alcaraz said last week as well after he lost to Tommy Paul? I think it was really, really interesting. Let me just find what he said. He said, um, "It was the first time that I couldn't handle the pressure. I have to be ready for this pressure to have these kinds of moments and to learn how to handle it." So that was a, a, quite a big admission from 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 Alcaraz. He couldn't handle the pressure. Uh, of a, of a first round masses against Tommy Paul, I thought that's that's quite telling. I think there's maybe something going on in his in his mind at the minute. Maybe he's just 
processing everything that he's done and or he, could be, or he could of... be the best poker player in the world and saying that for, for, for a Possibly. reason to get the pressure off him. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Some bit so. of gamesmanship. Possibly. Um, yeah, if he is, you know, he's, he's learning fast, if that's the case. Um, but yeah, I, 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 could, I could see Rude uh, and, and, um, and Alcaraz struggling. I think it's too, I honestly think it's too quick for, for Cam Norrie. He, he's the obvious next one in line, if you like, in terms of, in terms of rankings and, and sort of ability-wise. Um, but I'd much prefer an attacking player. I, th- I think Chilich is the one here, 50 to 1. You- you're taking a bit of a gamble always with Chilich. You know, it- it's very much sort of feast or famine with him, isn't it? Uh, as he showed again in Montreal last week, he beat our guy, Kashanov, my-, my real big long shot last week. He beat him in straight sets and then he, he bombed out the next round, which-, which-, which Chilich can do. But he hasn't played since Queen's Club. So th- that- that's not too bad. I'm not too worried about that. He's got a really good record here, Chilich. Uh, let me just find it. Uh, champion in 2016, semi finalist uh, 2018. He's won 10 of his last 13 matches uh, in Mason, Ohio. Um, so that's that's a pretty good record. You know, you don't get a, a great deal better than that for a 50 to 1 shot. So that's that's the one I'm going to go for, I think, in this section. Well, you're going to go for Chilich at 50 to 1, and you're going to go for Sitsapas at 18 to 1. And I know you yeah. don't like favourites. But I think Alcaraz will win this week. I, th- I think I think those quotes are a bit of a put away. I think this okay. is. I, th- I think at five, I, I'm going to go from five to one. I feel that third quarter he'll, he'll get through quite relatively comfortably. Um, I I'm think, not sure uh, about the pace of the, the pace of the courts here. Yeah, I think you can be rushed. But maybe, that said, maybe, maybe. But I, I just feel he's he's got the attack to win it. I think he's uh, he's he doesn't want to peak too early for the U.S. Open. I don't think it's any in anyone's mm. knowledge. I think you know you forgive some of the performances, and I think that some of the things he's saying in the press maybe a little bit of tactics and just 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 keep that pressure off him a little bit. And I think we may. Uh, get him at a, a, a fairly decent price here. I mean, at 450 Nadal or five Alcraz, I'd want to be an Alcraz in a tournament like this. And especially Kyrgios at plus 650, he's the one I will yeah, really I mean, want to fade this week. So I knew you, I, I knew you wouldn't be, uh, I knew you wouldn't be siding for me. And I mean, is, is it not a price that sort of would, would, would tempt you? It's not a Calvert price, that. No, is no, not a Calvert price. But I think Alcraz <laughs> at five gets the job done here. I think he makes a big statement ahead of the US Open. He comes okay, in with we'll some see. confidence, and and I, and I think Alcaraz will, will will get it. But for the value picks, it's a pass eighteen to one for Sean and Marion Chilich, who's got an excellent record here in Cincinnati at fifty to one. There's where we're looking in, you know, and, the, and it has to be said that I think the bottom half is much easier. So I wouldn't rule you off a, I wouldn't rule out well, for me an each way play with Bet Rivers playing the, the half fields one two so twenty five to one Chilich to get to the final as well. Oh, I'd take it? each way on both of these sits yeah, yeah. on Chilich, yeah. That that third quarter is interesting as well, which we haven't really mentioned yet. That that's that's really loaded as well. You've got Felix in there, Alex Diminor, Konya Buster, Sinner, Bautista Ragut and Nadal. Uh, obviously, I mean this gem this generally since he hasn't really been a place where Nadal's usually played his best tennis, which is what kind of puts me off Alcaraz a little bit as well. It it, it tends to be the big, the bigger hitting guys that have done well. I think Nadal's actually made the final there since I think it was 2013 when he won it. I don't think he's made the final since. I'm not sure he's actually played it. I think 2017 was the last time he played it, uh, if I remember rightly. Um, so, you know, so we're getting a bit under Nadal. I'm slightly tempted a bit by Bautista Agut in that section, but again, I prefer a, a more a, a bigger hitter uh, in Cincy uh, than than Bautista Agut and and, and and Sinner could well could well do it a week too late. You know, that's that would be the first time that's happened to our bets, would it? No, <laughs> you had a guy one week, he's bombed out, and then the next week he wins the title. But 
very he just had another one of those weird days didn't he Sin, that he sometimes has where he just doesn't show up and he just it seems to me that sometimes when he loses it he, you know as in as in he can't find his best tennis he finds it very very hard to get it back and it, it and he just drifts away into disappointing defeats and that was again the case last week oh, i think you're going to be quite brave to to take the the big big the, the price on sinner 14 to one After uh, I, week, I much prefer your um your Chilic play. If I was looking for an opponent, I mean, if Alcaraz plays Chilic in the uh, in the last sixteen, I would definitely be uh, having a and a hedge on on Chilic in that match if the two met. But uh, I'm sticking with Carlos Alcaraz. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a team sensation. I think he's much okay. wiser than his years, and he's trying to put everyone away. And are we going to get five? I think to one so. Game? He's playing mind games already. He's... I think he's playing mind games. I think. What is he? Nineteen. Yeah, but Nadal's been playing mind games for years about his injury. Now I think Alcaraz learned from the best. So I want to go for Alcaraz. Maybe. Let's have a look at the matches. Um, for me, yeah. I found it very, very difficult. As I, as I do now, I think the men's tennis now is it's very, very hard to find errors. I think going back four or five years at this ago, level, it's very, very hard. The these 1000s, these yeah. matches, you know, they're, they're, we all know about the players. There's not really many unknowns. And we know all about them. So to find the that some errors here are quite difficult. But I know you've got a couple of picks you quite like the look of. Take it away, Sean. Yeah, I mean, I think the first one is is is, is a play that goes back to what we've said a little while ago, which is about the fatigue. And I just think Carreno Buster is going to be very much on the on the scale of quite fatigued after uh, after what he's done in in Montreal. And to, to play Kekmanovic in the first round, I think, and and to be favourite. I just think that's very short. I think I know Kekmanovic hasn't been in great form in this past few months, but he showed what he can do at the start of the year on these hard courts. Um, and I think if he's ever going to beat Bautista, beat uh, beat Karenio Busta, they've never played. But this, this to me looks a fine opportunity for for Kekmanovic to uh, to put one over on PCB. And you get plus one twenty with that with Bet Rivers. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the money come for that. I think that's a very shrewd. A way of thinking. Kekmanovic is plus one twenty. Karina Buster is minus one fifty, and the spread is plus one and a half games for Kekmanovic at minus one hundred seven. With Karina Buster minus one and a half at minus one twenty. So, and really, to be fair, prior to this tournament, you probably wouldn't be you know, part of you know the tournament. Canada, there wouldn't be much in the game. Probably, probably be an even money match. Yeah, it'd be a pick and game. This is based on what he's done in Montreal. So sometimes right? where people win a tournament, the, the public perception is they're going to con- carry on and, and, and show that form the following week. But obviously yeah. exhaustion and, and fatigue comes The conditions comes are quite in. different as well. It's, yeah. you know, it's a deco turf at sea, at sea level last week. It's, this is a, a lake hold at a bit of altitude. He's got to get from... It's obviously hasn't played the final in Canada yet. Now he's got to get back from there to Cincinnati and get his rackets out and have a practice. It's, it's a very short turnaround. Mm. Uh, and he expended a lot of energy last week, so I think a fresh Kekmanovic against a jaded PCB is a is a, is a, at odds against is a fair is a fair bet for me. Yeah, plus one twenty is the price you will get with Bet Rivers. Uh, what else do you like on the men's draw? Well, I think the next one is is a match that may not even happen. I think if Cressy beats Van der Zanschel, I'm really keen to take um, take the, the the handicap on Cressy against Medvedev, based on just the style of player that Cressy has and the way that they played against each other in the Australian Open earlier on this year, which was a long four set. And Medvedev only won 18 points more than Cressy in, in four four really long sets. Uh, set two of them were tie breaks, another one was 7-5. Medvedev doesn't like it. it, it it's kind of hypothetical at this stage because he may lose to Van der Zanschel in the first round. But if he doesn't, if he beats Van der Zanschel, uh, I'd certainly be getting on the plus games on, on Cressy. I think you get a decent spread on that. Medvedev would be obviously probably quite a short price favourite. Probably four and a half, three and a half. Yeah, I would have thought so, yeah. 
Did you? I don't know if you saw. Did you see the um, the video clip of um, Medvedev where someone called him a loser? Yeah, I just did, saw that about did, ten minutes ago. Yeah. Did, do, do, what do you make of that? Because you know he's the number one tennis player in the world. He's he's mm. going to get some kind of sort of a lot more criticism than he is because of, of, of being Russian at the moment, the state of the world. But that didn't yeah. look like a man who was in control of his game. You know that. You know, that you know, he he would have walked away from that. Would have felt six months ago. I, I suppose that he's the pressure maybe getting to him a little bit. Well, it touched the nerve, doesn't it? He's not always been the best of losers, Medvedev. I mean, he does have a temper. We've seen that before. You know, a lot of his rackets have bitten the dust over the years, and he's <laughs> he's had numerous <laughs> meltdowns, hasn't he? Um, not yeah. He's he's, he's he kind of wears the heart on his sleeve a little bit, doesn't he? Imagine if someone like you can't imagine someone like Nadal reacting like that. No. Or, or Djokovic. But they're, they're, they're more statesmanlike. They've been around a, a long time. Medvedev's kind of very new to being a world number one, isn't he? And he's got a bit, little bit to learn, but he's, he's wearing his heart on his sleeve and, you know, fair play to him for that. But he, he does he does have to learn, I think, a little bit. You are going to get abuse, you know. Um, I get it, called it, a loser it, walking down the street every day of my life <laughs> on my tips on here and my uh, my soccer tips. We all like, get hassle on Twitter and stuff, don't yeah, we? Yeah, things, yeah. Don't win, And you just kind of... You just get have to get used to it. You're gonna get it. You know, people are people are entitled to do that if they want to. It's a bit daft, really, but you know, he's gonna have to get. He's gonna have to um, suck it up. I'm afraid. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I, I was I was quite shocked with it. I was I was quite surprised. I thought to myself that it was. Um, I thought he looked like a man under a little bit of pressure, and certainly someone yeah. I wouldn't be want to bet that four to one to win this. Well, he lost yeah. to Kyrgios, and he's not going to be happy. Yeah, and, and, and nor should he be. You know, if he accepts defeat. Lightly, he's probably not going to be a. I was just so glad that the fella never called Nick Kyrgios a loser and um, seen the reaction. That would have been that would have been more interesting. Given him, given him after that, there was a lot of security around, wasn't it? I think it would have been. There uh, was, there was. Has there been any uh, anything else you like on the on the men's draw? I know it's I know it's quite difficult, but is there anything else you? Yeah, those are the only two that I really fancy. That's like a really, 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 really tough. I mean, we can go through each match if you want, and we can kind of, you know, talk about the prizes and stuff. I mean. There's so many difficult matches, aren't there? That like catching off against Corder, you know, these are like 50-50 matches, aren't they? Uh, Krajinovic and Evans, they both they both pl- they they played last week in a very I don't know whether you saw that very peculiar match. Um, dominant sets, all three of them, very strange. And Krajinovic again just faded away at the end. Didn't look like he was up for the fight. And we've seen that a lot a lot from Krajinovic over the years. Um, Evans 1.56 is quite short. That looks short to me. Um, so Kajinovic is certainly one that you could you could put. He on his he shortest, played, I think, superb last night in that, in that semi final, and he will be absolutely exhausted both mentally and physically. I, I quite like that. There's definite possibilities for Kajinovic. I, I say the only thing that puts me off is that he just when it's not going his way, he does down tools quite spectacularly at times. Kajinovic, he just doesn't fancy it when it's not going his way. Um, Karatsev is a possibility against Nakashima, but he. he what what are you going to get with Karatsev? You, you just don't know, do you? These days, um, in theory, conditions should shoot should suit his game pretty well. Um, but again, Nakashima likes pace coming at him, so that's p- probably a, a match that you would expect Nakashima to win. Um, Molkan's possibility against Schwartzman, but again, quite short, just a shade of odds against, isn't he? There, Molkan. There was one that I quite liked. What about um, Jeffrey John Rolfe to beat? Reservero at uh, plus one seven five, big server. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't Home trust support Rusevori behind at, him. Yeah, I wouldn't trust Reservero at a price that short. Bruce has been playing pretty well lately. You know, we were unlucky with him in Washington, weren't we? He got the worst of the weather. 
you know, he's he's from Finland and he had to he had to play in forty odd degree heat, didn't he? It was it was it was painful for for me and him, incidentally. Um, yeah, possible, possible. I mean, I think Rusev Roy is a better player. He should win, but one point four six is 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 short, isn't it? Hmm. Um, and that's again, that's based on on how well Rusev Roy has played in recent weeks. So this match was priced up maybe a month or so ago. It, you might find a different a different set of prices there. Um, Fritz pretty short to beat Baez. You, you you would expect him to beat Baez in conditions like this. Uh, again, Kyrgios, I don't know. Kyrgios 1.2, 1.22 against Davidovich Fakina. I mean, he was absolutely out on his feet, wasn't he, against um, against her cash. I actually thought he was going to retire at one stage, but I don't know if you saw that match, but he just, mm. um, it was it was one of those matches that we've seen from him a lot over the years, wasn't he? He just, he, he was barely engaged in it mentally. And it, he, he kind of, went along with it for a couple of sets and then just he just had nothing left in the third, did he? So what, what's he got left this week? Probably enough to beat Davidovich Vikina, but I certainly won't be backing him at 1.2. Um, Paul and Brooksby's an interesting one. Because Tommy Paul, again, played really well last week, perhaps priced up a little short based on that, but Brooksby was injured um, last week against Bautista Aga. He had all sorts of things wrong with him. He had a very long medical timeout for like a hip or some something, some sort of injury complaint like that, and he's got a rib problem as well. He always seems to be injured for me, Brooksby. It's probably because mm. of the style of play that he plays. He has to play a lot of long points, and his body maybe isn't just used to it yet. Uh, TFO is a possibility against Berrettini. Um, TFO, as we've mentioned before on this show, he like he's he's a big time play. He likes taking on these big guys. Uh, he likes to play the role of the underdog. So that's that's a, a possibility as well. Um, but not a lot is really is is no. jumping off the page and making me want to. Spend my hard-earned, uh, hard-earned bank balance. So let's on, give on our picks on the match. We're going to go for Kekmanovic plus one twenty to that be invaded like, yeah. Karina Bosta. I like that one as well. Yeah. Uh, we're going to hope for the second round Cressy to uh, play Medvedev. Maybe hope for about a three and a half or four and a half game handicap if the two of those meet in the second round. And I'm going to just throw a, a couple of darts at uh, Wolf at plus okay. one seven five uh, to beat Ruzovori. Um, I feel that. The conditions may suit Wolf if it's a fast call uh, with home support as well. I think plus one seven five. You know, if, out of the two it's of them, it's to be a hot week. It's set, well, not hot, hot yeah. as hot and as hot, isn't it? It's it's, it's going to be about twenty seven, twenty eight. So uh, right. apart from today, which uh, that's Sunday, so it's going to rain on Sunday. But after that, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, supposed to be twenty seven, twenty eight. So it should play quicker than the conditions that we saw in Montreal last week. Okay. So for that reason, yeah, we're going to throw, we're going to throw a big price in Wolf at plus 175. Let's move on to the women's, uh, also played in Cincinnati. Uh, look at the, let's look at the outright betting. Srontek is the favorite plus 325 shock. She was beaten last week in the second round. Uh, Halep is plus 750. Our hope to uh, win this evening match kicks off in about five minutes time um, against the person who beat uh, Schwantek in the, in the second round. Uh, Goff is 12. Ribikina 14 has done nothing since winning Wimbledon. Uh, Jabur 16. She's injured. Azarka 16. She's not to be trusted anymore. Pegula 20. Uh, Amanda Anisimova at 20 to one. I've gone through the draw. Top half of the draw. I like Halep again. I, I think she's playing some really, really good tennis. I think she was really unlucky at Wimbledon. She ran into a Ribikina in fantastic form. I think it was, yeah, it was a Ribikina, but I'm sure it was a Ribikina. Bit. But she ran into, yeah, was, she, yeah, she got yeah. through to the semifinals and ran into a Ribikina in great form. But other than that, I thought she was probably the, the eye catch getting through to the semifinals. Um, 
she, I think she'll probably win tonight. She's going to come in here as a champion. There is the chance she could be a bit jaded, but that draw she's been given, I feel, in the top half, I think she'll get through it because I think Shriontek is definitely, definitely opposable on this fast court. Then this is going to be fast court. and It's not going to suit Shriontek. Yeah, um, quick, yeah. Also, I think Hallett now take her at the it's all double-figure prices, 10 to 1, sort of 12 to 1 to, for the US Open. Because Shrontek is too low. It's, she's too short. Halep, Halep now at 12 is the one. Goff hasn't got, to me, she hasn't got the uh, the game yet. She's still very raw. Uh, Jabot doesn't look fit. Uh, and the rest of them are really pretty much of a match. I think, you know, Rubikina comes through and shot dead one at Wimbledon. You might get a shot person coming through. But of the leading contenders, I think Halep now at 12s is the, the one you've got to bet now. And I think if she wins this tournament again, goes back to back in WTA 1000 events, She's going to be a six to one shot or odds or half. So take Halep now to win the US Open. In the bottom half of the draw, I like Amanda Anisimova playing really, really well. I better for the um I better for Wimbledon. Uh, 80 to one, I think I did. Um she's 20 to one this week. I think she's got a great chance. She in the first round, she's up against Dara Kazakina, the number nine seed, and I think she wins that game. I can't believe the odds on that match. It's about a pick and match. The bookies can't, the Bet Rivers can't split them. They have uh, Anisimova minus 115, Kazakina at minus 108. I'm all over um, uh, Anisimova in this game. In the head to head, it is 2 0 to Anisimova, uh, both on hard courts. And they played this year uh, in Melbourne, and uh, Anisimova won 6 2 6 love. So if you take that into the one sided. Yeah, and she's got a she's got a better she's got a better career record. Uh, she's got a better record this year on hard courts than at Kazakina. And I think that is probably one of the better bets in the men, women's first round. And the other bet I like, it's the bet that I gave last week, and it's all dependent whether this player is up for it or not. But Serena Williams, uh obviously she's out to retirement this week and um uh last week, sorry, and she He's up against Emma Raducanu in the first round here in Cincinnati. Now, Raducanu last week, we opposed against Camilla Georgie, and Camilla Georgie did the business. It was a long game, but she, she managed to do the business in the first round. You get in plus 110, 11 to 10, Serena Williams to beat uh, uh, Raducanu here. Now, Raducanu has only won three matches of 10 so far this season. I know Serena Williams is raw. She only played two matches since Wimbledon, but if she's up for it, if she doesn't want to go on a testimonial tour and just and just just get the agile, it'll be emotional, I think, won't it? For she her, will, yeah. Know. But I, I think it's going to be really tough for Raducanu to play Serena Williams. Oh yeah, in America, and I think it's, she's going to want it. She's going to feel the nerves mass. So if Serena, yeah. if Serena Williams fancies this, which is the big big question mark, to get plus one ten, eleven to ten in English money, um, I feel is the wrong price. So I'm going to have a small bet on Serena Williams at plus 110, but my biggest bet will be Anisimova at minus 115 to beat Kazakina, the number nine seed. And I'm taking Anisimova at 20s to win it, Halep at plus 750, and take the big price on Halep now to win the US Open. Um, okay, just before you go, give you a recap of Sean's picks on the Western Southern Open in the men's draw. Going to go Sitsapas 18 to 1 in the top half of the draw. Marion Cilic at 50s. Kekmanovic is the play at plus 120 in the first round. Very hard first round draw. 
And if Cressy gets through to the second round to play Medvedev, we like Cressy at uh, plus three and a half or plus four and a half. Uh, you can follow myself and Sean and all the fabulous handicappers uh, on the new Twitter handle that's been created by Bet Rivers. It's because it's called, sorry, it's called at because we win. You can see all the fantastic handicappers, all our shows, all our tweets, uh, in running bets, uh, pre-match bets as well, and all the videos that we do. Please subscribe to us at the Bet Rivers Network on YouTube. We've had an absolute monster week. Uh, the golf guys have given a twenty-two to one winner uh, in the DP World Tour. We've had a, smashed it in the English. Uh, Premier League, uh, six plays, five and one. Uh, and we've had a really, really good week on the tennis, hopefully with Halep adding to our 60 to one and our 80 to one winners in recent weeks. Sean, thank you very much as ever to join us. I know you're away. Is it away, you're away next week? Are you hiking next week or is it the week after? Uh, it's the week after. Well, I'm away break. next week, but I'm in Prague. I'm going to Prague for the golf, but uh, I will be around somewhere from a hotel in the deepest of Prague, uh, <laughs> trying to get internet connection, which I'm sure would be okay. And hopefully, that'll we'll be interesting. Toast, okay. Hopefully, we'll be toasting some winners. Um, but and just to recap myself, I'm opposing Sean. He doesn't like to tip favourites, but I'm going to go for Carlos Alcaraz at five to one. But we'll keep that one quiet. That's been uh, Game Bit of Match. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you all again next week. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.